When I go to the HSP, I have to enter in Spanish, in Spanish, otherwise I get lost. So, so sorry, everyone. Start asking in Spanish, let's read in English. We just finished SummerSlam, the greatest event of wrestling in the summer in the United States. Of course, rest of the world, some of the world. We in winter, but in the United States in summer. We're going to have quite uh, this pair of uh, different opinions in this podcast for the first time, I think, ever. <laughs> We're not going to agree on a lot of stuff. I know because I already have some chats in my rental and I know we're going to be we disagreeing on a lot of stuff. But like always, you can find us in all the different uh, social medias. We have Facebook, Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, then Francis is going to tell you where you can listen to us everywhere. But easiest way, go on Instagram, go on uh, a buyer. In Linktree, you can find everywhere, including uh, Lucha HSP store, where you can buy some of the stuff. We got jumpers, we got shirts, mugs, um, we got face masks. We don't use it anymore, but it's fun to have them anymore. Anyways, and, and clothes for girls as well. Well, these days, for anyone, leggings, who knows going to use them? <laughs> um, but not by myself. I'm with the voice of violence, Marce, and Simbra Sorrenzo. How are you guys doing? Hey, man. Really pumped, really pumped to talk about SummerSlam. And yeah, I can. I can feel some arguments coming. I can definitely, you know, there's tension in the air. The rage. <laughs> the rage is real. The rage is real. Just look at Oh, up. man, the rage is real. Yes. I've got a few things to say, not only about SummerSlam, but a, a couple of comments that uh, came out from the Cody uh, Rhodes documentary that we'll talk about later, uh, especially coming from Triple H. But yes, let's get into it. I'm ready to mouth off. Ring are, that we, bell. Are, we diving, are we diving into SummerSlam or are we going to Dakota Rhodes Doco? Nah, fuck it. Let's go head straight first into SummerSlam. Fuck SummerSlam. Let's get out of the chest. All right, let's go okay. into SummerSlam. We have, I, we got to say, the one that got everything right this time was Marce. He got everything ah. except one fight, which none that of one. us thought. So coming in, none of us got it right, but. And not even the way that was going to happen at the end. Yep. And I was going to write yep. But no. even then, you must have got seven out of eight. So congratulations, mate. Seven out of eight this time. Um, so well done. Uh, so we go with the first fight of the night, which it was a surprise for me. Because um, I said it was going to be the Battle Royale, but it ended up being Logan Paul against Ricochet in a singles match that lasted 18 minutes. Um, what do you think about this fight? Look, man, I, I thought this was probably one of the matches of the night. I don't know. Uh, I, I found it super entertaining. <laughs> yeah, controversial, I know. I found it super entertaining. I thought Ricochet really did well uh, highlighting how good Logan Paul is. Logan Paul looked fantastic in this match. I think Ricochet does a, does a, does a great job. Um, the finish with uh, the knuckle dusters, we knew Logan Paul was going to do some something crazy and he did uh, but no i it to start off SummerSlam, i thought this match was super entertaining i didn't think this was going to be the first match i was expecting something different but for me it kicked off with a bang man logan mm. paul looked great and so did ricochet yeah i uh, i agree um as much as as i always as it always pains me to say um logan paul um did really well um but, you know we we got to remember he's he's new to this game and um, we all know the reasons why he's in this game, but he he did really well, and and the fact that that was the first fight, I mean, that says a lot because you know in in, in the wrestling game, the, the old the old adage is 
if, if you if you can't be on last, be on first. Um, and you know, it was an important fight. It was an opening to SummerSlam. Um, they did really well. I, I also thought Ricochet made um made Logan Paul look uh, good. But having said that, Logan Paul, he's, he's got the athleticism. He's got the he's got the mic skills. Um, I thought uh, Samantha, the ring announcer, she did well. You know, crying at the end where she had to announce um, Logan Paul as the winner. But yeah, you know what? I just um. I don't know where they're going to take this angle. I don't know if it's finished. I don't know if they're going to keep going. But I think Ricochet, Ricochet needs to show more anger. Like, uh, I think we said it last week. Yeah. He's just not believable when he's angry. He needs to um, – I heard I heard um, an interview with him, with Dave LaGreca from the Busted Open um, podcast, and he basically um, asked Ricochet about things like that. And Ricochet said, well um, – his his character is like he does he wants to show the kids that there's other ways of dealing with things that's not violence. But you know, fuck, mate, it's it's fucking wrestling. It's violence. We're watching wrestling, mate. If, I mean, more power to him because I agree with him in in real life. But this isn't real life. This is wrestling. This is violence. So you know, this guy's out there and he's putting shit on your misses. Mm. You know, you got you better fucking punch him in the face because that's what wrestling is. You know, Fair and enough. if he did that, Absolutely. went back to the rawness, then. People would start believing him. Yeah, it could be. It's not bad. Look, for me, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, like I've said it many times that I think we talked about it before. Um, the first match and the last match of the night, there's always the biggest one because there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, there's a lot of responsibility to start a, to start a, a pay-per-view big. And to give it to Logan Paul and um, Enrico Che was a big ask from Triple H, but fuck, they delivered. Fuck, they delivered big time. Um, like you're saying, like from, from Ricochet to get angry, um, just to steal from a, a line from the uh, the Hughes uh, TV series, uh, people want to see um, life being portrayed as it happens on the inside, as in, in the outside of the ring. So they have to be good guys and bad guys, and it has to be different ways to deal with stuff. So I don't, I don't find uh, not logic on what he's saying Ricochet in terms of how dealing with stuff but yeah he's gonna have to get to the time he's gonna have to turn heel he's gonna go f- like angry stuff but maybe not not now especially when he's he's, he's in the right like face 100% he's not a angry face face oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know so it kind of makes sense at the moment um very much well, I gotta say, just it was a really good match to start the night. Like it was really people was really pumped, giving uh, the boost to fucking uh, Logan, um, going behind Ricochet. It was great, great finish as well, great heel finish, and just getting yes. off the ring straight away. Like you said, um, ring announcer doing perfect jobs. It was up a whole around pretty good thing. As you gotta say, the Logan brothers two for two there this day two for two. Logan yeah. Paul finish. <laughs> He went to watch his brother fight and he uh-huh. and Jake Paul defeated uh, Nate Diaz, uh, arguably defeated Nate Diaz, I was going to say. Uh, for people that watch a fight, oof, by decision, but he can fucking box. That's the one thing. Jake Paul can box. So the Logan, the Logan brothers got the, the two victories on the night and, and great way to start the night. Great way to start that. Well, the the thing I did really like, and I think we even mentioned that last week, that it was it, it was such a classic heel finish. Like yeah. you know, uh-huh. someone brought in the brass knucks, he punched him, and then he hit them in his tights. Like that's classic. That's that's like classic um, era WWF WWE. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah, took me like back to say, back. Great finish. Great finish. It's a it's a great way to win as a heel, 
a great way to, like you said, ricochet made Jake. I don't know. I think both of you, like Logan and ricochet make they make each other look good in this match. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is not like ah uh, fucking ricochet hope a lot. Logan It's like no man. This is an equal match. They were both looking really good, selling it really well from the beginning. Like that, looking at each other, slap kid, you know, just from the beginning, it was a great start to this. And um, I really liked it. 18 minutes, Logan Paul ended up winning. And then we go into the second match, which also got a surprise for me to go to the second match of the night. It was uh, Cody Rose, Brock Lesnar, which uh, for me, he got the best moment of the night. He was on this fight by far. The best moment, and this is a SummerSlam moment. Uh, this is going to be past. In history, it was unscripted. Um, what do you guys uh, think about this one? Yeah, for me, for me, this was the fight of the night by a long shot. Um, it just showed the beast, like Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar, just totally annihilating Cody Rhodes to the point where he was saying, "You know, just stay, stay out, Cody. Don't come it's back. It's only going to get worse." And and Cody Rhodes, that that nine count hit, and he was back in the ring. Um, until like he turned it around and and I I nearly thought he was gonna submit him since 2003 I nearly thought he was gonna when he got him yeah, in that yeah. Kimura I thought he was gonna submit him but now um he got him with the the three of the um crossroads and um yeah, yeah he one two three and it was and like you said what happened after the fight that was monumental and totally unscripted that was all on Brock um and and that just shows the respect that Brock Lesnar has for Cody Rhodes because Brock Lesnar's by far one of the best workers in the game, one of the smartest men in the ring. Um, you, you talk about quality over quantity, then you're talking Brock Lesnar. Um, he doesn't do much, but what he does, everything everything matters. And and you pay attention to every single thing he does because he doesn't just do things just to do them. There's always a meaning and a reason. And and that showed the respect that Cody Rhodes has in that locker room. It's like back in the mm-hmm. day when The Undertaker used to shake your hand. If you got a handshake from The Undertaker, then you knew that, you know, the shit was real and yep. you got respect yep. and you, that gave you respect from everybody. Not that Cody didn't already have it, but this was just like to put an exclamation point on on that respect. Look, I I like this match. For me, like Mars said, for me it was a match of the night. I think one of the things that I didn't like about this match is in, in bits I lost a lot of momentum, the crowd. I lost a, a little bit of the crowd when he kept throwing Cody out of the ring. The, the crowd was kind of like, what, what again, it's going to happen again. And, you know, Cody would come back in and the crowd would start up again, throw him out. The crowd would kind of die off. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, it was a, a great match. And like you said, the, the SummerSlam moment for me was, you know, the handshake at the end. I think that was from what I've been reading. It was, I was totally unscripted. Yep. It wasn't something that was in the in, in the script for Brock Lesnar to do. And it shows the the mark of respect, right? For for Cody and, and what he's doing. But Cody's doing great, man. I hope he the only way is up for, for Cody now. I did think as well that he was gonna submit Brock. Oh man, I was jumping up and down for that part. But um that was the only high moment that I had really in the match. I don't know. I it was a great match better than a lot of the others that we'll come to and then you'll have my thoughts. But uh, yeah, no, good on Cody. Yeah, you're good on Cody. Like I said, like for me, and, and I got emotional. I got to say, I got emotional. When when Brock Lesnar to grabbed the check, like it, I thought, fuck, it comes like your moment. But when he grabbed Cody's, and, and Cody wasn't, wasn't waiting because even if he stopped the, the ref, if he, I don't know if you realize, 
the ref was going to stop, going to go against Brock Lesnar to kind of like, what are you doing? And Cody Rose puts his hands like, no, no, no. Like, let's see. Because even Cody's face was like, what's happening? I want to see what's going to happen. And when he grabbed his hand, shake his hand and then lift his hand, Cody's face was like, this is not happening. This is not real. Like, what, what, like, and for me, it was like, like I said, for me, and I think for everyone in the crowd, it's, it's like you guys saying, it was really emotional. Was uh, what he's doing, what he did for Cody's career. He just, you can't even find it. Like you said, it's like when the other take him, shake his hands. He's one of the big boys, like one of the OGs, shakes your hands. It's like, you got the respect. You got the, the okay, kid, you're doing good. You're in the great path. Just keep going. So it's like it's like when Bray Wyatt, when Undertaker spoke to Bray Wyatt before he left the ring. The last time we saw the Undertaker, last time we saw Bray Wyatt, that moment for me was like, what the fuck? It was like yeah. Bray Wyatt. Like, that's the Undertaker turning to Bray Wyatt. Hey, kid, keep doing what you're doing. You're great. So definitely the SummerSlam moment, um, and it's gonna be talk like for a long, long time. And in, I think Corey Rhodes' favorite. That's another documentary. You definitely, definitely talk about it because it's uh, it, it was a great moment. Uh, 70 minutes and 35 lasted, and Cody ended up winning by a pinfall. Uh, gotta say, Lesnar is the first time, the first non-title match since SummerSlam 2016, where he defeated a Randy Orton. That was the last time he had a SummerSlam match for non-title match. So since 2016, so long time. Seen less than I had a match with no for no titles in, in SummerSlam and in, and he gets lost by far. Now the beast is going on the he's gonna ride into the sunset. Cause uh, I don't know if you guys see it, it was a few oh, videos, um uh, or pictures on there. The way Cody Rhodes after the handshake, you can see Brock Lesnar's putting the hat and just riding the horse into the sunset. I would pray uh, with Cody Rhodes just were just seen from behind. It was it's a great picture. I don't know where it is. It's for fun though. I'll show it to you guys. Um, but yeah, great match. And then we got to the <laughs> Slim Jim with <laughs> Randy Savage. He was the the whole time there showing. Uh the Slim Jim Summer Slam Battle Royale. 11 minutes 55 where we had we said we had uh I, I forgot who's gonna we, we who was in this one. It was uh, almost, it was fucking everyone in this one. Yeah, um, it was every, every man and his dog. Yeah. So, and, Chris, and the rest. JD McDonald, McDonald, Ricky, Ricky Box, Otis, Iva, Eric, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, Cameron Grimes, Austin Theory, Santos Escobar, Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, Rich Holland, Butch, Matt Riddle, almost Demis, Grayson Waller, Karen Cross, Chet Gable, Bryson Reed, AJ Styles, and Sheamus. Down. And of course, the last ones were LA Knight and um Chambers were on, on, on the what do you guys think about this one? We had a lot of moments in this in this in this match. A lot of good moments that that, that you can tell it's telling a story to what is gonna happen later, which what I like a lot about this battle royale. But you guys, what do you guys thought about? Look, as as far as moments go, um, apart from LA Knight winning, which everybody wanted, and including myself, and you know, guys, I'm a big LA Knight mark. Um, I really liked the moment that the Miz and Grayson Waller, like we're just looking yeah. at each other. It's like they're looking in the mirror, like yeah. the, the the past, the past and the future. Um, I love that. That was my favorite part of that. hundred percent. And I, I love a good battle royal. It's W. It's old school WWE. 
Um, yeah. and and the 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 guy that deserved to the guy that deserved to win won it. And yeah, it was it was good, and it was good how they all teamed up on Omos. I mean, it took me back to when they all used to team up against Andre, trying yeah. to get him over the. Top. It was it was good. It's good old fashioned WWE. Yeah, no, it was great, man. I I loved it. It it's shorter than I thought it would be, um, but you know, and it had a cast of thousands, right? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. AJ Styles. Um, it was good to see AJ Styles one of the last four with along with Sheamus um, at the end, and and Kieran Cross and LA Knight. That was that was interesting. The interesting thing as well is going to be what's happening with Kieran Cross and AJ Styles. They seem to have yeah. a something going on. Yeah, and Kieran Cross. Yeah, yeah. He's been going um, for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Pissed with AJ. But no, the almost moment was was one of the the, the better moments. Uh, it was great, man. It was really entertaining. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely something good. And for me, this is where SummerSlam kind of went down from this point on. Fair enough. Because when I'm looking That's at negativity. the rest of the <laughs> negativity. Wow, because I'm looking at the rest of the fights, and man, I don't know how you saw that, but whatever. We'll talk about that. Um, for me, Pharrell, like I, I like that it was a lot of moments, like you said, uh, AJ Styles and 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 uh, what's it called and uh, fuck, Karen Cross, Karen Cross definitely have something going on. They started in there, gonna continue. Santos Escobar as well with Austin Theory. What's coming up in uh, um, on Friday SmackDown? Right, yeah, it's gonna go for the the, the title. Um, what else we had there? Uh, like you said, the great moment was uh, Miss and Grayson Waller, the next tag team champions for sure. That moment was a T. That's that's why they looked at each other. That finish that they that 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 finish that they did when Grayson Waller jumps into the ring and the Miss is hitting the finisher and just it was beautiful. It was a beautiful combination. I loved it. And just they look at each other like we just became best friends. They're like probably <laughs> the next tag they're gonna become a tag team now for sure. I'm telling you. I hope so. These are the new, the next tag team. That 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 finisher is a tag team finisher, and it looks amazing. He has to come. The only problem is, I think the Miz is on Raw and Grayson Waller's on SmackDown. Is yeah, it? but that's hmm? you know something's gonna happen in between. Yeah, that, the draft means fucking nothing. Yeah, the draft just goes for a little bit, and after yeah. that, it just becomes a yeah. fucking mess again. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what's gonna happen later on? So it could be something to come. Um, so it it was great, and of course, Elena winning it. We knew, we said it. This was made for LA Knight to win it. There was no other reason to have a battle royale in uh in SummerSlam. It was only made for AJ Styles. Oh, sorry, sorry, for LA Knight to win it, and he won in a good good way. It wasn't too obvious to to win it. Um, he had to he had to actually work for it. Uh, so that was that was great, great moment. It popped the people. Poor people was really happy. And um, it was great. 11 minutes 50. So then we got to the MMA rules match between China Basler and Randa Rosie. Seven minutes 30. It lasted what it needed to last. It. That's what I'm going to say. It didn't last more than what it needed to. It was short and simple as it is. It was like an MMA fight. So people were really confused at the beginning. They really went into MMA rules. Um... What do you guys thought about this? Terrible. 
terrible, man. Uh, even though I knew MMA and I and I watch MMA, right? And I think all of us do watch MMA. Man, it was really weird seeing it in a WWE ring. It was really strange. And I think they kind of struggled a little bit with it too. Uh, the crowd just was completely lost in this match, man. And it showed, right? Uh, they look. They put on a, a a good performance, you know, showing a lot of the MMA skills with the grapples and and things like that. But they lost the crowd and they lost me in this one, man. And from then on, I just couldn't recover. There was there was absolutely no way I could recover from this. I was expecting a hell of a lot more. Good on Shanna Blazer for Basler for for winning, but we know that um, Ronda Rousey has now said her goodbyes. We don't know for how long. Um, if she's going to come back, but she's going to MMA. So I don't know, man. I was just completely lost. Complete, just like the rest of the crowd was just completely lost. It just didn't seem right in our WWE ring. I, I yeah, look, I um, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I, as you guys know, I couldn't watch it live, so I, I watched it late at night, and I was fast forwarding through some stuff, and I fast forwarded through this fight. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I've got to ask, was it a shoot? Was it a shoot fight? Because the uh, Shayna Baszler turned turned out pretty roughed up. She got this wicked black eye. They they went hard into it. They went really hard. Yeah. Like at this, that's the thing. They didn't hold back. Like no. people think, oh whatever. They didn't hold back. There was a fucking MMA fight. That's why people was a bit confused. But again, we knew it was gonna be a fight that was gonna be the lowest point. It was this one, a hundred percent. And it lasted seven minutes thirty. That's it. It didn't last more than anything. It was a fight only to say goodbye to Ronda Rousey, but it did something really big for China Baszler. Yeah, yeah. It actually gave China Baszler the support of the people. Again, if you watch Raw today or when you watch Raw, you're going to see the support that he got when she walked into the ring today. It was unbelievable. Like I don't think China Baszler has this support since, I don't know, since ever. When you even she was shocked when you walk, walk, in, walk into the ring today, and you guys are gonna see it. She was roughed out of snow tomorrow today, but you guys are gonna see it. Um, but it was it was he did he didn't want to need to do. That's why I'm happy with it. He didn't want to do. Say goodbye to Ronda, put China Vesla over, beautiful. That's it. Yeah, seven minute thirty, exactly. nothing more than that. That's all you need to do. So good the last of the seven minute thirty. From this, we're going to the Intercontinental Championship between Gunter and Drew McIntyre. What do you guys believe of this one? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um again, these two put on a stellar performance like they did at 100%. WrestleMania, but this time without Sheamus. Um uh as I, I predicted, Gunter was gonna win. Um yeah. Uh, but um, Drew didn't lose any fans with his performance either. Um, but the, the interesting is with Gunter now, the um, he's about 32, 31 days away from uh, surpassing the honky tonk man as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And yeah. I think it'll be at that stage where where he might end up dropping the title after after he breaks that record. But um, whether or not whether or not this angle with Drew continues, um, I see that Sheamus is been quoted as um, saying some interesting things about um, the the lack of creative in his in his career at the moment. Um, the way that they, for example, his WrestleMania match was just, as I said, was monumental, and then it just kind of hit a dead end, and and now he seems to be in the same spot. Um, so 
it's interesting to see what's going to develop with that intercontinental um, title and mm. those uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunter. Look, I think I said Gunter to win. Yes, I didn't. you put no, you put Drew like I did. Ah, uh, good. Okay. Uh good. I was I was thinking I I did Gunter. Uh man, I wanted Drew to win so bad. Uh Drew to win because now what happens to Drew? It's like Jesus, he put on a great match. Look, it was a great match, right? But I think that's a disappointing thing for me is like you instantly think, what's gonna happen now with Drew? Where are they gonna throw Drew now? Is it gonna continue? He's gotta turn hell. He's gotta turn hell. I don't know, man. He he. I, I think I was reading an article recently that he said he doesn't want to turn heel, like he's he's trying to stop. And there's other w- uh, rumblings that he's going to go part time as well. So I don't know, man. It's like what happens with Drew from here. Um, good match, but yeah, disappointed that Gunter is is still out there. Look, I'm not saying Gunter is a bad wrestler. He's good and he deserves to be where he is, right? But the disappointing thing is like now. I hope it's, the train doesn't stop for Drew like it stopped for Seamus, right? And you're right, Mars. The stuff that Seamus has said, it's like he's gone. Seamus has gone nowhere. I hope the, the same thing doesn't happen with Drew. Yeah, but I think we said it many times. It's hard to give a story to everyone. I think at the moment that it, it happens. Some wrestlers get uh, put on the side at some point because all this story is happening. Um, and let's be honest. We got heaps of stories happening at the moment. Heaps of stories happening everywhere. Like every single segment of SmackDown and Raw, something's happening. Like you can't say this empty spots. So it's not like they find and and whatever spots is missing, they put it on NXT. So it's not like it's uh there's something to be happening in between. It's just a lot of things happening. So it's really hard to 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 put him in there. Yeah. But Sherman's always has been he's been the middle guy, anyways. Seamus has never been like the guy to be on the top. He's been champion, yes. But he always been up and down. That's been Seamus' whole career. Um, Drew McIntyre was the same. Uh, he's been the same. And and Drew also, he came back. He can easily revive the, the story back again. He can ask for a rematch. He's payback the next one. He can ask for a payback. He can also like to do this again and, and, and defeat uh, Gunther. Who knows? But this definitely can continue. Love that. Yeah, Gunther is gonna continue. I say Drew, but I'm I'm happy that Gunther continue because he's gonna he's gonna break the record. That's a hundred percent gonna happen. And it was a good finish because it was a really good finish. Like I don't think there was any bad finishes in any of the matches during SummerSlam. There, yes, was, there was. Oh yes, there was. <laughs> No, so don't say that. No, we'll, we'll get to, to that. We'll get to the fucking main event. We'll, we'll get to that, mate. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to turn you. This is back time. Um, <laughs> but, but in general, I don't think there was any bad finishes. All the finishes got a good way to continue stories or to get a, like, a good put over someone else. So it was, it was not what the fuck. Especially one that I know Rens is going to talk about it, but fuck, let's wait until the end. Oh, that was still what that was still what the fuck, but what the fuck in a good way once you analyze yeah, it. I know that that's what that's what I'm saying. That's that's my argument. Yeah. That's the argument we're going to have, anyways. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get there. Gante <laughs> continues there as the intercontinental champion, and it's just a month to go before he breaks the record, so it's not long to go, and definitely 
now defeating Drew McIntyre, no one is, is next to him. The next pay-per-view is payback, and it's going to be just over a month. Just, yeah, yeah. Just after he breaks the record that we got payback. So a payback, maybe he can lose the title. Who knows? Then we go for the World Heavyweight Championship title between Seth Rollins and Finn Baylor. What a match, man. Fuck. These guys always deliver. Always deliver. They just, they can't get something wrong, man. Fuck me. And that the ending, I gotta say, the ending, it has something involved that didn't want it to get involved, but they involved in such a good way that you cannot be angry about it. It was such a good way to like set the seed for something else to to, to what is gonna come next, which is great. Um who's gonna go first? The angry man. Renzo, I, can see that. I can see he's busting at the <laughs> seam. I can see he's about to his head's about to explode. So let, let him go first. Let the song say let yeah. him go. What a shit ending to a match. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. What a great match. It was a great match, right? Finn Balor and Seth Rollins put on a show, man. Wow, did they put on a show. What the hell was that friggin' ending? I I was shocked. I was like, did that just happen? That couldn't have just happened. And my reaction was the same as, um, what's his name? Fucking, uh, Damien Priest's face? Yeah, Damien Priest. David Priest's face, that was my same reaction. That was my same reaction. It's like, what the hell, man? Come on. Curb stomped him on the briefcase. Get out of here. I don't know. I, I just didn't like the ending. It was, it just felt dumb. It felt, it just felt dumb. Um, and how they, how Rhea and Dom were kind of like in shock uh, about what happened. I don't know. They would, uh, uh, man, they just ruined it. And this was like the first of, Many endings that got ruined, but um, shit, I was very disappointed in this match. The ending just <laughs> did nothing for me. What is it? Look, 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 Renzo. I don't know. I think you might need to change the vape that you that you're smoking because it's obviously <laughs> affecting you in a bad way. Change <laughs> like, like I'm not going to say that you're right or you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. Whoa! I, this was a great ending. This was yes. a well thought out ending. It was um, the, the the icing on the cake that was that match. Um, it, it was great, man, because Seth retains the title as he should have because we we're going to give that new title some type of prestige by making sure he keeps it for a while. Yep. And the story of the judgment they keeps evolving. Again, Damien Priest cost Finn Balor the title. He threw that bag in. He threw that bag in so for Finn to use it against Seth. Sim- yeah. Finn was like, well, what the fuck? What am I doing? What do you want me to do with this? And then, like, turns around, boom, stomp on that very bag, on on the thing that's causing or that's going to cause the Judgment Day, maybe not to break up, but to, to have, like, a civil war amongst themselves, is that bag, is what that bag represents, yeah. is idol so for that bag to be the centerpiece of the finish i thought was fucking genius same uh same i i love the finish we can't talk about the match because the match was great but the finish and if you watch properly when um demon priest gets in there with the maletine finballo actually asking for it he's actually asking you like come on 
give me the give me give me the, the briefcase and yes, and, he, yes. and Damien Priest walks back. He's like, no, 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 no. And then when he can see that Seth is distracted, that's when Damien Priest chucks the maletín and he walks around. Bang, bang. El maletín back. El, the briefcase. The briefcase. Maletín. Maletín. That's a Spanish fuck. episode. <laughs> fuck. I'm a walk. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more work than you, bro. Come on. Um, so he walks around the other side to distract the ref. And that's when Finn Balor fucked it up. He took too long when he asked for it. That's why uh, Demi's priest face. Demi's priest is like, bro, seriously, you asked for it. I gave it to you and you fucked it up. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a better interpretation, actually. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's Demi's priest face. Demi's priest is like, really, bro? Like, I gave you the briefcase. To fucking finish the fight, I didn't cash in at all, and you fucked it, and that and that's mm. it. That was the ending. So there's no one else to blame, but Finn Balor in this one, and that's why I said I don't. I didn't want the the, the briefcase, the maletín, fucking whatever it is. I didn't want it to get involved because fuck again, you know. But they got it involved in such a good way that actually makes sense because it wasn't them and Priest that cost him the fight. It actually was there to help him to win the fight. He went to distract the ref, gave him the briefcase to fucking win it like as a heel in a dirty way. And Finn Balor fucking hesitated. It took long and fucking stopped in the fucking head. And that's the end of the match. So that's why I loved it. Love finish, use the briefcase in a really good way, in such a good way that fucking this puts a seat, like you said, the judgment day is going to get to a point, it's going to break. Watch Raw, tonight, uh, Raw today. Exactly what happened. The tension is there. They, 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 they don't know what's going to happen between them. They're hesitating, but they're still walking to a ring together. They're still working together. It's just a briefcase. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when Demon Priest is going to cash it in. He actually doesn't want to cash it in with Finn Balor having a, a, a match at the moment. You can tell he doesn't want to. It's just Baylor, the one that's doubting Demon Priest at the moment. Because every single time Demi Priest had a chance to do it, one, he didn't do it. The second time, Finn took too long to give it to him. And this time, he actually on purpose didn't do it. He actually went there to hope and he fucking Finn Balor fucked it up. So, in a great ending. Loved it. Seth Rollins continues as a, mad, a champion, heavyweight champion, and champion for a long time now because who knows what's coming next. Um, we got a glance of what's going to happen next week in Raw. But I'm not going to spoil too much for the people that hasn't watched Raw, but we had, a, we had a glance of what could happen in the future with that title. Then we go to the Triple Trip match. Wait, before yes. before you go on, look, I uh, this is an interesting statistic. This is Finn Balor's seventh loss in a row to Seth. Mm-hmm. Seventh loss in a row. So I guess, yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor is we have heard this gonna story be a, before. In a second. He's gonna be a mid carder now. No, no, That's no. I, I heard this story before. Who who was the one that lost so many times against the same person at so many pay-per-views in a row? Let me think. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> and Brock Lesnar. How many times did Roman Reigns lost in a pay against Brock Lesnar to the everyone was sick of it? Big difference is. The way the Finn Balor has been losing is actually not, is not going against his character, but it's actually helping the story that's happening with the Judgment Day. 
So it doesn't look Finbal look bad. He just hoped this story to continue. Difference with Roman Reigns, it was just shit show and we was fucking what the fuck. With mm. this one, he's just hoping a lot, Finn Balor, with the story, with the judgment there, which is the bigger picture of what's happening right now with him. So great way to continue losing to to Seth Rollins. And he makes Seth Rollins look amazing. Like always does. The fucking Fred freaking Rollins continue being champion, continue to be happy and champion for fucking another, another, hopefully until WrestleMania. We'll see what happens then. Um, triple turn match. Bianca Belair. Asuka and Charlo Flair. 20 minutes, 45. One of the longest matches of the night being a triple threat uh, between them three. Of course, triple threat. Stupid. Um, except the, the last match of the night, which lasted fucking more than half an hour. What do you guys think about this one? Before we get to the uh, finish, just to the finish, up to the finish of this fight. Oh, <laughs> I... um. I really loved how um she um what Bianca Belair pinned while she was in the figure four. Like that was that's genius. <laughs> that was that was crazy, man. That was crazy. Um there was some really good, really good moves in this match. Um and yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about what happened after um soon because I don't know, I can't remember who I picked for this fight. Did I pick Asuka? So we, we picked Asuka, Renzo picked Charlotte. Yeah. All right. Um, no, no one picked Bianca Belair. <laughs> no, no one picked Bianca Belair. But my question is this, right? Technically, she won. Yes. Right? And then EOS guy cashed in. Yes. Does that count as a, like, can she say, for example, like she's now like the ninth time, nine time women's yes. champion, even though she, she held it for like a second? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Yes. It counts. That's 100%. It counts. It counts 100% because she won the match. So she technically became the champion for eight seconds. And eight seconds later, he lost the match. Yeah. He lost the title. Um, but it, it, she didn't look bad. Renzo, before I continue with my thing, Renzo, what do you think? I was still reeling from the Finn loss <laughs> for this match. So I I noticed a lot of things. I noticed Charlotte's got a lot of ring rust, man. She there were a lot of moves that she didn't really pull off very well. She looked kind of bad um, in the match. This was entertaining to an extent. Um, I don't know. I I I was like I said. I was still reeling from from the from Finn uh, Bala, but. Look, the ending was great. The the real, real ending was great. The the figure four, like you said, Mars, was the ending for Bianca Belair was fantastic, right? They had all the submission, had them all in a kind of submission. Um but yeah, EO Sky cashing in and, and winning. Wow, that was that was a good moment. Yeah, we all got that wrong. We all thought she'd have a she, we all thought that she'd have like an unsuccessful cash in. Yeah. But no, mm-hmm. she wrong. It was a great moment. Really, really enjoyed it. Great moment. And it's a great way because um, Bianca Belair, she left the ring with a injury and then she came back into the ring to finish. So, and and if you listen to the commentator as well, like, so she won the title. Like, like what she's going to do? Is she going to have to relinquish it because she's injured? We, we were not going to know what's going to happen to the next, until probably Monday Night Raw or whatever, or Friday, SmackDown. And he just the music hits, and you can see Bianca's face. 
Yeah, yeah. Leifer was like, no, please, this is not, this cannot yeah, no, be no, happening. No, no. This cannot be happening. And and, and you <laughs> knew. Um, the cashing was perfect timing, man. Loved it. Perfect timing to cash in. Um, Bailey didn't get involved. It actually helped to cash in the title, which is the one thing we thought was going to happen. Um, and also we saw that Kodakai coming into the ring to celebrate yeah. as well. Um, so they might actually put the food back and say, we're not going to um, uh, separate damage control and in a different direction because, yeah, it was a great, loved it. Eoskai, she needed to be the champion. Great way to to give a twist to the, to the championship because now she can go in this field with Asuka, which is what we've been waiting for. Fucking yeah. finally, because she can go in this fucking, because Bianca Belair technically is going to be out. Charlotte Flair becomes this uh, part-time wrestler. So what's going to happen? He's going to ask, he's going to ask for a payback. He's going to ask for, to, to go for the title again because she lost it. And she's, she's going to ask for Bianca Belair to, to go against Asuka, uh, sorry, your sky for it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this feud is going to start with Asuka and your sky because wow, two Japanese, great Japanese wrestlers going to, in, into each other for this title is something we haven't seen ever in WWE and it's going to be great because this is the past and the future of Japanese wrestling in at least in women's at least because uh, the, the age difference is great <laughs> for Asuka and, and Yeska so that's why I love the finish the first finish and the second finish love them both nothing to say I don't know if you guys want to say something else no I think we've said it all for that match yeah Look, it's going to be interesting now. The news reports have come out that Kyrie is coming back to WWE. So there's yeah. going to be three Japanese wrestlers now. Uh, so that'll be a good mix. Imagine the three of them going for the title. Wow. Three Japanese, yeah. great Japanese wrestlers going for it. Damn. That'll be just absolutely insane. And, and probably that's one of the reasons why she's coming back. The fact that we got your Sky, Asuka, and then and, and we have a guy saying coming back. Oof, it could be a big thing. Now, we're going to the last fight. The main event, I hate when they say we got four main events tonight. Fuck, fuck off. There's one main event, that's it. Um, the great match, the last match of the night. The travel combo for the undisputed WWE only Universal Championship and the recognition of the tribal chief of the Anoya family. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman against Jay Uso. 36 minutes. What do you guys thought about the fight? Yeah, Renzo. Oh, yeah, man, Rinzo. what a bullshit ending. This is where WWE jumped the shark. I, I'm talking yeah, about the fight, but uh, okay, uh, we haven't said... We, I, did, uh, didn't, I didn't ask the, the ending. Please. <laughs> uh, I know you want to get jumped look, to the ending. I want to know about the match right. first, and then we jump to the ending. Okay, let's start. Let's start. Let's let's start bit by bit. So the the entrance, Roman Reigns, oh my God, again, long. way too long. Jesus Christ! He's not the Undertaker. The Come on, man. Completely lost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the the start was good. They started quick. The middle just kind of dragged on way too long, and then of course you you have the ending, um, the bullshit ending. But yeah, the the match itself, I don't know, man. It just kind of felt disjointed. From the beginning, it, it looked promising. But then in the middle, it kind of like dragged off and then it led to to the, the ending that I I totally did not like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give, let Marcel give his thoughts before we get to the ending. Um, yeah, look, I don't, I don't disagree with how you describe the fight itself. Um, I was listening to a po- uh, podcast earlier today and they said the part that didn't make sense initially was they didn't really explain the tribal combat. There, there was no uh, traditional aspect to it. There was no um, – there could have been more like um, more to that storyline. It was basically a, a um, no disqualification match um, and they just put the tag of tribal combat on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like – um, I'm, I'm just. I really want to talk about the the ending. So, uh, what do you, what do you, Rod? What do you think about the fight? And then we can just jump straight to the ending. I love the chairs. Although I love the fucking tables. That was great. Oh yeah, yeah. Smashing yeah. tables. When when Jay put the hundred fucking I don't know how many ten fifteen chairs on the on the ring, and just pulled the shit out of Roman Reigns with the chairs was great. Fucking the candlestick, even the one of the candlestick fucking broke, and it's like you can see the splinter just going shooting in the air. Um, when when those chairs started coming into the ring, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the classic footage from ECW where I think it was a cactus jack, he asked for a chair, yeah, and like that crowd, <laughs> everyone, everyone in the crowd just the threw their <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, please let happen please let that happen that would be great but no i just i love the fucking it was just brutality that's what it was there was no technicality on this one there was no submission there was no care on it it was just beating the shit out of each other and that's what i loved it i loved the jsj went into it just beat the shit out of roman reigns and then roman reigns back and fucking beat the shit he was beating the shit he's like it was it's a battle between cousins that's what it was that's when you get a cousin that you're fucking sick of it and you start saying, you know what the fuck, you start like joking about that this shit becomes real. <laughs> That's what it was. The shit became real out of nowhere and stopped building the shit of the parents of the guy. Stop, stop. That's what literally what happened. That's all. You just a freaking feel like no tomorrow. It's a literally beefing day. Like, don't care about wrestling. Just fucking beat the shit of each other. So I, I like that part. It was, like you said, it was, it has up and down. It's the 36 minute ma- match. You can't expect it to be fucking 100% the whole time. It's difficult. 36 minute match is like expecting that an Ironman match is going to be at 100% the whole time. It's impossible. It's just, you have to be like bionic person to get there. Like we haven't, we've seen one of the greatest fucking battles fucking between Tommaso Ciampa, let's say, um, Tommaso Ciampa will fought with, uh, who was, uh, he's injured now, but he's not there. Uh, Gargano. Gargano. They had a great match. We had a, like, who else had a great match? Bailey had a great match as well with, uh, um, with Mercedes. Was it was. No, it was mm. Mercedes. Mercedes, um, now. Um, but but even then, they graded they they the the any any match that lasts for more than thirty minutes, you can be the most fit person in the world, but fucking you can't stand it. You have to have up and downs. You have to have wins off. So it, it makes sense the way it happens. And the finish, this is when we're gonna have a lot of problems. But the finish, goddamn, Renzo, I let you go because I know you want to talk about this more than us. What a piece of shit. Ending man, <laughs> um, and tell us what you think. Come on, don't hold back, man. Yeah, don't hold back, man. Come on, wow, it's an English man. You like, can. Okay, look, they had us sucked in with Jimmy on SmackDown being injured, and you know, and, and all of this, right? And and 
no one saw Jimmy coming because we were like, he's out, he's gone, that's it, done. And then all of a sudden he comes back like nothing, like no, like literally nothing. Firstly, Rikishi, you've raised some piece of shit kids that keep turning on each other. What the hell? Right. Um, <laughs> but what? I just don't understand. It's like it's from what we saw on SmackDown to for Jimmy to come back for me. That was totally that, that like lost me. I was like, no, this 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 can't fucking be. This is can't be. I was just gobsmacked, man. And I I sent you guys some memes of like this is the moment that WWE jumps the shark. But it, for me, it's also like let's ha- let's find a way to stretch this story out longer than it needs to be. Fuck, let's let's fucking just bring Jimmy back and you know and shit. Now we've got like splinters and. Oh man, all sorts of shit can happen here. Look, it's good that they continue the story. Yes, things can happen, all sorts of things. It's it's great, but like Jesus Christ, man. And Roman won dirty again, you know? Again, he won dirty. He's healed, bro. And what are you like, expecting? I know, but it just <laughs> look, it's, me I, look, look, again, Renzo, it's not about being right or wrong, but you're wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, look, here's what I think, right? I think you suffered some type of um, post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder after the Finn Balor loss, and and then or you just saw everything through negative glasses. Look, I'll be I'll be honest with you, mate. Um, when that fight finished, when Jimmy came in and and did what he did, I thought to myself, "What the actual fuck? This makes no sense whatsoever." Um, Jimmy was the one that. You know, started the revolt against uh, Roman Reigns. Jimmy was the one that convinced Jay to come over. Um, Jimmy was Jimmy was the man until Jay became the man, and that's where I think this is coming from. I think it's coming from a, a place of jealousy. I think it's coming from a place where the master manipulator Roman Reigns got into the head of Jimmy uh, with everything he was saying whilst Jimmy was away. It, it, Jimmy probably was. You know, the story would be that Jimmy was listening and watching and and mm-hmm. saying, you know, this guy's got a point. This this guy's my brother, but look at everything he's cost me. I should be where he is. Um, but and and like what like you said, oh, you know, starting splinter stories. Well, there already are splinter stories. Cody Rhodes is a splinter story to the bloodline. Dolores yep. Cole is a splinter story to the bloodline. Paul Heyman's a splinter story to the bloodline. Jimmy and Jay is now a splinter story. But speaking of Solo Sokoa, we saw, we've been seeing little glimpses of like um, discontent from him in relation to Roman Reigns, and we saw more than glimpses at SummerSlam. Yeah, my 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 fantasy booking or my prediction is that Solo Sokoa is going to now side, or not now, eventually, if not now, side with Jay, and Jimmy's going to side with Roman. And then that's where that's going to take it. Don't forget, this storyline has to go all the way to WrestleMania. Yep. And Roman will lose his title against Cody. Um, and then, the, again, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's been very quiet in all of this. Um, so he's going to have to play a part. And, and at the press conference after SummerSlam, um, Paul Heyman basically talked about, like, you know, why this, you know this doesn't make sense, things like that. And he said, he goes, this is just the third innings. Like, it's a baseball analogy, obviously. Yeah. There's nine innings baseball game this is just the start we've been three years into this story but this is still the start this has got a long way to go and i can understand why you're pissed off and i can understand why you think it's jumping the shark um but uh, look uh, that was my initial reaction 
Um, but but no, I, I I don't think it was. And um, I think when you analyze it like objectively, which mm. you will do after this, um, I think you'll 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 be on our side because I, I know how you're feeling because I was feeling the same way after WrestleMania after after my, my boy Cody yeah. lost. And like, and I was there and I was like, and I was fucking pissed off and I was sad. And I, I was standing in the middle of 80,000 people thinking, fuck, this is shit. Until I realized, fuck, I'm at WrestleMania. This is not shit. This is fucking great. But yeah. I know how you're feeling and you're going to come around. You're going to come around. Look. It feels <laughs> like the Fast and the Furious movies, man. Like the story is never going to end, you know? Yeah, but Fast and Furious doesn't does. make sense anymore, bro. Fuck. This is fucking story doesn't make sense. It doesn't it does. make sense. Like, it does. It does. That's it does. Wait till they explain it. I was pissed off for about five seconds. Five seconds when Jimmy came in. What the fuck? And then I remember an interview that they did about a month ago. There is this. When they said, and Jimmy Jay said, one of the one of the things he would like to do is have a one-on-one feud with his brother at WrestleMania. He said it in an interview. And I remember that. And I'm like, oh great. And on top of that, what what Master said, they and and I think I explained to you, Renzo, uh, when I'm taking I think a voice message. The creator of this whole rebellion against um Roman Reigns and Marcel Vico. It was Jimmy the whole time. Jimmy is the one that, that was against. He wanted to show he was the bigger, he had the bigger dick. He wanted to show that he was the tribal chief, you know. And he said it to Roman Reigns, I'm the tribal chief. I'm the real tribal chief. Jay is never been interested in being the tribal chief. Jay, never, Jay oh, the always thing he's been interested with family. For him, he's been keeping the family together. That's That's his goal. Jimmy's goal is to be the tribal chief, be the head of the table. He wants to be the head of the table, you know? So, of course, when you give, you give Jay the opportunity to go for, and that's why they made it a tribal chief, and that was the important part of making it a tribal combat because it wasn't the title, and I said it to you guys last week, it wasn't about the title. This match was all about being the tribal chief, and that's why they made a tribal chief. So now it makes perfect sense that Jim, Jimmy got involved because he wants to be the tribal chief. He's the one to be the head of the table. And now you see Jay getting the chance to be the tribal And he was so close to become the tribal chief that when he, he, he had Roman Pin, that was the end. There was he, that was the finish. And he had Roman Pin one, two, and he get pulled back by, G, uh, by Jimmy. It made perfect sense. Because that's where you take this story now. You take this story now. The why this happened? Simple. Jimmy wanted to be the head of the table. Look, look, all the episodes back when Jimmy starts rebelling against Roman Reigns, and you understand. Okay, this makes sense. This is a continuation. Jay doesn't give a fuck. Jay now is going to be confused. Like what? Why? And like Marcia said, Jimmy's going to explain. I want to be the head of the table. I want to be the one. But the one, and I said it many times, is Sol Sikoa. Sol Sikoa is going to become the head of the table. He's the one. He's the one that everyone pays respect to. If you realize, everyone is scared of Rosalo Sikoa. Roman, Paul Heyman, Jimmy and Jay. All of them. If you look at the SmackDown on Friday, what happened with the, uh, Paul Heyman started running his mouth? Solo just looked at him. And Paul Heyman shut up and shit him spent. And so mm-hmm. just, it's just a stare at him. And he's done it to Roman. He's done it to Jay. He's done it to Jimmy. 
So the real head of the table, the one everyone pays respect to, because he doesn't say much. He just acts into it. He's like, fuck this shit. Let's sort it out. It's Solo. And Solo is going to become the head of the table 100%. So, yeah, this something's going to go deep. And I love that because we said it before. What happened if he just loses? Where does the story goes? Where, where does fucking goes? Like, what are you going to do? And this is a perfect way to continue because this takes Roman out of the equation for a bit which we know Roman is like part-timer. He takes Roman out of the equation for a little bit. He can be out of screen for a few times, for a, like a few weeks now. Still involved, but now the, all the attention is going to be to Jay and Jimmy and see what Sol is going to do in between. What Sol is going to do, what Sol is going to say. Well, Sol doesn't talk much, but what Sol is going to, going to get involved with and gives Roman a little bit of breather before he gets involved again and we see uh we Cody Rhodes way Cody Rhodes story is going now. Perfect ending for him. So I just like I said, I was pissed off for like about five seconds until watch watch the interview. I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it here. Look, I, look this is a good analogy. Copy this link. is a good analogy, Mars, right? This is a great analogy. Um so this storyline, the bloodline storyline was started off as the NWO, right? In WCW. Um, we we're starting to get into the Wolfpack era, but now we hit the finger poke of doom for me. Oh no, too early to make that call. No, we're not even in the Wolfpack era. No, I no, think we're still in. We're still in. This going to be the. We're still in. We're still in the Hawkeye Hawkstar era, mate. <laughs> we we jumped the shark. And now we're dog paddling to WrestleMania, man. It's like. Um, Jeez, that's a- this this storyline, this storyline is gonna sell series for for years to come. Man, this gonna you're gonna be able to watch this like a TV show. You can watch just snips of the food with Roman Reigns and the Anoy family for years to come. And this is gonna be great. It is the longest greatest story ever told. That's what it is. hundred percent. It just continues, but it continues in a good way. It just when you think, because again, what we said last week was like, where the fuck you take Jay from here if he loses, which we knew he was more than likely was going to lose. Where do you put Jay if he loses the tribal chief? Because he had nothing else. Like, where, how do you come back from this? He lost the Roman race for the tribal uh, command. Now, who's going to go against Roman? No one. Jimmy's not there. Like, Solo, what's the... The, the, the story between Saul and Roman doesn't make sense to get involved just now. So this was a perfect way to continue. Keep Jay up, like really hype into the with the with the fans. Because Jay's gonna stay really high. Turn Jimmy uh heel and leaves Roman and Solo in a different part, which can get involved with Roman with Cody, but it's not gonna happen just now. I think just now we just the whole story get involved between Jimmy and Jay. Leave Roman aside for a bit until he gets, he's going to get involved again. Of course, it's been about being the tribal chief because they're going to bring him back somehow. But it's, this is amazing. I think it in, in the press conference, I didn't. I, I don't know. That's, that's me at least. Fucking love the finish. I know Ren's still pissed off about it, but just, just watch, just watch Friday Night Man, uh, Friday Night Smackdown, man. Just watch it from like, Six weeks ago, start watching it. Just, just, just the, just the, the part with Roman Reigns, Jimmy and Jay. Just watch it for like 
probably two months ago, start watching it. And then you're going to get to the point of, or SummerSlam, it's going to make a lot of sense. Um, but what do you guys thought about SummerSlam in general after watching and talking about all these fights? Yeah, I'll give it an about eight out of 10. I give it a low seven. A <laughs> low seven. <laughs> why? Ah, continue. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, 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 I'll be here for another fucking hour. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think Marce eight, eight and a half. It was a, it was a great, great finish. I think for me, it's more like eight and a half, close to nine because all the finishes. I think I haven't seen a pay-per-view from WWE in a long time where all the finishes were on point, at least for me. Let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. I don't know if you guys thought about it when it happened. Brock and Cody, why wasn't Cody disqualified for using the stairs as a weapon? That's a foreign object. Oh, that's a good call. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. I didn't even peek on that. It was a mm. straight-up match too. Yeah. Yep. It's not like when you throw right, someone man. against the stairs. No, he used them as the weapon. He that's a foreign object. He's he should have been disqualified. Yep. That is true. Good call. Good call. See, Dan was six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> it was so important that we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, man. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Oh man, if it was for that, you know how many things happened during during the matches that, that really shouldn't be disqualifications. Fuck, who was that? He never got disqualified during the Battle Royale. Um, the still people talks about it. <laughs> he was like, um, there was a Battle Royale about a few years ago. The someone didn't get disqualified. I can't remember who it was. And it's a hilarious moment. Um, but yeah, no, fuck. It's, it's, just, it's a moment that happens. Part of the story, uh, you probably could have finished a disqualification, but it would have disrupted so much. No, it wouldn't. Have, no, no, it would have been such. It would have been such the wrong ending. Oh, 100 yeah. percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think some some of the stuff that you you let it slide. It's like in the tag teams when the tag teams get involved for more than fucking ten seconds on the on on the match. It's like, bro, this qualification, but they just it it's, it flows so perfectly. They just, they let it happen, you know. Let's let's make Renzo happy again. Let's talk about AEW. All right, but SummerSlam. So we get that pretty good uh, pay-per-view, at least for some of us. Um, with great endings, at least for some of us. Uh, but I love that for the first time we all we, we know agreeing on everything, but we gotta say Marce got seven out of eight, which is a great thing. Um, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> um and, and yeah, man. Let's uh jump into what are you gonna jump in? AEW. What about AEW? Yeah, man. Look, the, one of the highlights this week in, in AEW uh, for me was um, the match between um, uh, the, the championship match between Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Uh, Tony Storm is actually going away to film to do a movie. I can't remember off the top of my head what movie it is, but it's a, a wow. biopic for a woman yeah. wrestler. Yeah, yeah, she's so they they're currently filming. Even though that there's a strike, they they're still doing like pre shoots and stuff because um, the story was written already. So yeah, yeah the, Queen of the Ring. So she had that's it, Queen of the Ring. Yeah, so she had to drop the title to Hikaru Shida. So there's another Japanese uh, champion in 
uh, in wrestling. So Hikaru Shida is the women's champion. But if you get the opportunity, guys, um, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion between Aussie Open and Hijo del Vikingo and Commander was absolutely amazing in in this week's Dynamite. So that was a, a great match. We also had um, MJF uh, promised Adam Cole a match, so it's going to be an all-in. So they're, they're going to fight for the title in London. Yeah, Main that's going to be great. I'm going to see who's going to turn right um on that one and the other interesting match that's going to come out from that is Samoa Joe called out uh CM Punk on collision for London as well in all in and FTR called out the Young Bucks so yeah. we're going to have some really decent matches in all in looks like so far yeah um by the way Tony Storm they they're doing uh, the the movie's based on Mildred Book uh Mexican it says here Mexican wrestler. Um, uh, Mexican? So waitress? No, she worked in Mexico, but she's from Kansas, United States. But she was the founder of the World Women's Wrestling Association. She got a great legacy in wrestling. Uh, she was uh, from 19, she was born in 1915, died in 1989. Um, she was part of NWA. Uh, she was dealing with a lot of wrestlers, but she was kind of like the OG of wrestling back in the time. She had a few titles. Um, so that's what they're basing the story on. And if you look at the pictures, it's just looking at Tony Storm anyways, uh, pretty yeah. much. So it's, it, 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 that's what they're based on. Um, but there was something more important that happened in, uh, in, in, in AEW in the past week, which was the, the return of a uh, all time, all time, all time. Can I still do a split though? I don't know if you can still do it. Can you do still a split? RBD came back to any sign with AEW. Uh -huh. How was that? The whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. It's it's going to be good. Look, that's interesting because what they the storyline that they're going to go for is the, all these ex ECW guys. They're trying to get ex ECW guys to fight against uh, Jack Perry or Jungle Boy. So it's going to be great, man. You know, seeing these these old guys um, fight Jack Perry and and kick his ass, hopefully, but because he's he's become a bit of a pain. But yeah, I love his heel character now, though. So no, it's it's great to see Rob Van Dam. Let's see what they do and and how far he goes. Um, you know what? One hundred percent. Whoever's whoever the bookers are or whoever creative is on AEW, they listen to Busted Open Radio because this was Bully Ray's idea. He said this like a couple of weeks ago um, to bring in all the old ECW guys. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know if I'm happy about it. I mean, I'm, I love ECW, but RVD's like he's still wrestling today, but obviously he's aged, and we as we all have. Um, and I, I don't know how well, what his ring rust is like and things like that. But look, I, I think there there may be more ECW guys coming, but I just think. For Jack Perry's character, for his de character development, for his for his him to get real heel credit, real heel heat, he will beat all these ECW guys. Yeah, the real strategy is he didn't come to the ring with Kenny Forbes. I think that's that's the real strategy on this. He <laughs> should have come in the ring with Kenny Forbes. So that that thing that's 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 which is wrong. I think we all expected we shouldn't see Kenny Forbes there fucking. <laughs> Man, we've seen the videos with Kid Rob and them and uh, Cody Falls, bro. Fuck, should have been in the ring with him. That's a real tragedy to all this. Um, can but I, no, can I tell great. you? Yeah. He's more impressive in real life. 
Oh well, man, I, I can't imagine, man. Me. Those abs, like, man. Wow. Their body, like yeah. holy crap, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, she's plastic, but fire, hell, man. Still, like those abs are like, man. You don't want to you yeah. punch that that god, man. You break your hand. But yeah, but it was great. It was great seeing RVD. Like he's he's the whole fucking show. Old or not, uh-huh. he is the whole fucking show. Man, the videos. And, um, isn't, isn't that the fight? Isn't that the fight in London? Is that isn't that at all in as well? RVD and um, Jack Perry. No, I think it's no, this week on um, this week on Dynamite. Oh, okay. on Dynamite. The one all that's right. going to be in, in, in London. It was they called the um, what's it called uh, Samoa Joe did to CM Punk. Yeah, that's that, gonna that be was, he called him out. He's like, man, this is not finished. We're finishing it all in in London. That's going to be gonna a be great good. match, man. That's going to be a fucking great match. Because the funny thing is, uh, CM Punk still has a title. He still claims he has a title. Uh, he still calls himself the real AW champion. And Samoa has a, a Ring of Honor championship. So that's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to watch him do his fight going all and all in. Uh, this could be the match that starts the night and all in. It would be a great match to start the night uh, for all the fans. Start with the, these two, put the the bar really high for them and just just bring the fucking house down with CM Punk music coming down and some other. I think that would be great to start the match, but this, this yeah. is a good match to watch. I think it's really good um, thing that some other did. Um, what else we got? Hey, that would be pretty good uh, after that this week, I think. Pretty good. But oh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah the, the other thing, we're going to talk about Cody's uh, yeah. documentary. That, that's what I want to get to because there's some stuff that you want to get out of your chest. Look, I didn't like the fact that, and I sent you guys the clip where, look, all right, I know there's heat between AEW and WWE, things like that. I'm tired of all this name calling, right? that they go back and forwards, you know, they call each other out and things like that. AEW has been really gracious and they um, allowed the young bucks to provide footage from um, being the elite, their their YouTube show that's sanctioned by AEW to be on that documentary. And Hunter comes, turns around and he says, look, uh, he didn't want to be the champion of a second rate, second grade company. And that just chapped my ass, man, like you would not believe because it's not that he didn't want to be the champion of a second grade company. He he put himself in that position that he didn't he wasn't gonna be ever the the world champion. And that's Cody's own fault, right? That's his own that's his own issue. But don't call it what it you know, don't call it what it isn't, because that clearly wasn't it. And yeah, that just burned me. Wait, are you, are you, are you saying? Wait, let, let's just let's just clarify this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm well, you know, I'm well and truly putting on my WWE cap that I always wear. Um, mm-hmm. Are you saying that it's not how Cody said it, or it's not uh, that AEW is a secondary company? Which one are you saying? No, what you believe? Well, he's well. Hunter, Hunter said. Hunter said that he didn't want to be the champion of a second-rate company. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't that right because Cody put that in his contract, his AW contract, because he was one of the exec, well, vice presidents of yeah. AW when it started. So he put that in his contract that he wasn't going to be 
the champion because he didn't want it to be seen like, hey, shit, the vice president's going to win, obviously going to win the title, right? Um, Funny enough, the others didn't do it. So the Young Bucks didn't put anything like that and neither did Kenny Omega. But um, yeah, he called it wrong, man. And that's kind of, it's kind of shitty. Like he should have maybe fact checked. That's, that's from the page. About that. that's, that's from the Vince McMahon book of how to be a heel. That's that's why that's what Triple H did, it, man. That's why he did it to create this exactly this. What you get it? That's what Triple H did it. That's a, that's 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 Hunter being Hunter to to create this turmoil to create this this ah oh, what the fuck what is this for you know fucking AW is better, dude. It, it, that's what he did it for. Behind closed door, and I said it many times, and I continue with this until, I don't know, until stop talking about wrestling. AW and W are working together. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. Uh, no, no, I disagree. Be, behind closed doors, man, there's a lot of shit happening. There's uh, a lot I disagree. Of shit happening. Behind I disagree. closed door, man, there's a lot of deals happening behind closed door, 100%. That's we did do talk the beginnings of AW and how WWE was behaving and what was happening back and forward. And I'm telling you because we watch it so many times, and I can tell you there's so many shit that we say sometimes, bro. This is just this is cannot be a coincidence anymore. Um, that's what I'm saying. And I know, I know you don't watch AW much, but we follow AW since it became a rumor. Um. Since yeah. then, we started following AW. Since it became a rumor, it was going to become something. And, and we followed f- since then. So we've been with AW since day one. So we that's what we're saying. Shit, they happened then. And then shit started to happen with WWE. And it was coming back and forward. Is it, it gives you the feeling that there's more to the story, to what they're actually saying. Um which we would never know because we'll never talk about it. This of course secrets of the industry. Um, but this this documentary that is coming from Korea is gonna be great. It's a lot of shit that's gonna be told. He said it also in there. He said, um, don't don't take this out of context, don't edit this part, just keep it as it is, as real as it is. I didn't leave AEW for money, it was for a personal reason. He had a personal reason to leave, and it was simple. The storyline, the the legacy. Of, oh, yeah. of the Rhodes family. That's so that's why he left. It's simple as that. He left to continue the legacy. He studied with the legacy story the day that he left WWE. That's why he won in the, the NWA title. And you look at the, the documentary, how he won document the, the, the NWA title, the preparation for the NWA title. The NWA didn't get that much attention until Cody Rhodes actually went for the title. Because he created this massive story around it about his dad and all that. And that's what he's been doing the whole time. He's been using the Rhodes legacy as part of his story. He's building his kingdom. He says it on the song. Yeah, that's right. You know? He's building his own kingdom, but he knows that his kingdom is built on the base that he's he dad left. He dad left the base for it. He's just continuing the legacy and creating his own. Um so and, and that's the reason why he left AWWE and a lot of people saying fucking Vince McMahon went to look at he went to get him at his house to come back to WWE. He went to look for him. He was like, come back to WWE. And that was 
what and that's when the moment the the, the coverage had totally on his hand he could do whatever he wanted and he's been doing that he's been doing great he's been building the stories in such a good way you know the only thing he fucked it up was the pick but even then he used it on his uh on his advantage when he fucked up his pick I, actually have yeah. you heard this story how he fucked up his pick yes it's, it's hilarious <laughs> oh my god piece <laughs> myself. do you hear it and so what, what happened no no what happened oh man <laughs> let me tell you He's an idiot. <laughs> this is the most stupid way to fuck up your yeah. pick. So first thing in the morning, he's trained about five in the morning, and it was him and another guy in the in, in the gym. But he was like he wasn't even in proper gym gear. He was like in, in thongs and a short, yeah. like short short. Like, yeah. And this guy was massive, you know, and, and he started to exchange looks, you know. So, you know, Cody wanted to be like the bigger, you know, I can lift big, lift like heavier than you because he thought that was the buy he was getting from the guy. So without warming up, he went to lift really heavy. And as soon as he lift that bench, he got the bench out of the, 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 the lock and put it over his shoulder. He felt, he said, it's like Velcro going. Rip, on yeah. his oh my God. And he said, and then the first person who went to help him was that guy that he was giving dirties the whole time. And he said he was the nicest guy ever. So the way he fucked up his pay because he wanted to be, he had to go at the big dick on the fucking gym showing that he can lift heavier. And that's how he fucked up his pack. It's the Damn. most stupid thing ever to fuck up pick. It's a lesson for everyone. Just if you're training, Damn. stick to your training, bro. Warm up. Yeah. Warm up. These stretches. And actually, if you're gonna lift, Damn. if you're gonna lift heavy, prepare yourself. Don't don't try to yeah, show yeah. off. And he happy because he wanted to show off. And that's how he fucked up his back. It's fucking hilarious story. And when I listen to it, I just crack up laughing. I was like, yeah, an idiot. But he used that peg injury in such a good way. And I still don't know how you can wrestle with such a muscle damage on your chest and did the moves that he did, man. That just it is, is unreal. I didn't believe for some time that it was real. I thought it was a fucking, you know, a shoot or whatever. Nah. But I mean, he would have, would have pumped him full of painkillers, but still, man, he would have done more damage to that pick. Yeah, but fucking hell. God damn it. He would wrestle in a cage against the Rollins fucking with that pack injury, man. Farrell, I've got to give it to him. A great, great story. But now this documentary is going to be great. It's just a continuation of the legacy. It's a continuation of the, the kingdom that he's building. He's going to be, he's going to put on the history books of WWE 100%. He just, that's what he's building towards, you know? And, um, yeah, without, without that. And what Hunt is saying, he's just hoping out. That's what he's doing. Hunt is just hoping to build this story. Saying shit like this, he's hoping the story. That's it. That's all it is. But it's going to be a great documentary. Uh, can't wait to to watch it because um, they're putting a lot of hype on it on WWE. They're giving it a lot of attention and we'll see where it takes it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, anything else we got to talk about? Uh, something else we got in the, in, in the US going to touch base on? No, that's it for me. That's it. Uh, All right. So let's go to the bizarre world of Renzo and his Wii fights. Um, what do you got for us this week, man? That's a that's a good intro. Shit. Uh how do I come back from that? Well look, <laughs> give us a fight. I'm I'm calling I'm calling it uh the multiverse um segment because this is one of those segments where 
I give you guys some fights of, hey, what if there was a, a different universe and this guy and this guy <laughs> were fighting? Yeah. Well, it, it happened. Um, so this fight is a great fight. I never thought this fight would happen, and it happened. And it happened in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, probably one of the, the best uh, indie wrestling promotions out there that's not necessarily mainstream in the U.S., um, it gets a lot of great wrestlers from all over the world um, wrestling there. And this happened about three years ago. And this is a fight uh, of Sammy Guevara. So Sammy Guevara, AEW Sammy Guevara versus Gunter. What? WWE. Yes. What? And he wasn't known oh. as Gunter there. He was called Walter. Walter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you Fuck. guys need to see this match. It only lasts because it's it's basically highlights of a match, but it's it's some great highlights. It goes for about four minutes and a half. Uh, but Walter and well, Gunter versus Sammy Guevara. You should see how Gunter leaves Sammy Guevara's chest. Jesus, it is <laughs> with the chops. Crazy with the chops, man. Like it it glows red, like literally glows red. Um, so if you have the opportunity, watch this match, Walter versus Sammy Guevara from Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Bask in His Glory. Uh, watch it. It's great. Already got in the recommendations for the Renzo recommendations. Already got it. This is a compilation, bro. You know, there's a compilation of uh, Gunter's huh? um, chops. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can make a playlist <laughs> of just listening. Like, it's like the playlist they made of um, uh, what's called a, what's a, that, that bodybuilder? Um, I say chicken wings. Yeah, buddy. I forgot the name fucking right now. I always talk to him about it. It's, um, oh, he used to be a cop. He's a bodybuilder. I forgot right now. Fuck. But he's like always saying, yeah, buddy. So it's like two hours of him just saying, yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a playlist or just listening. The chops the fucking Gunta gives, man. He's just loud, man. Yeah. So fucking <laughs> loud. <laughs> He just makes you like, he's like probably like the chops the who was um, a, the big show used to give. You know, they can oh, definitely yeah. fuck up someone's chest, man. Like that's, uh, it, man. that's the story of how Coffee Kingston fucked up. His, that's why he has the inward chest. It's because of a chop from, right? yeah, it's because he had a actual proper chest. And if you see his chest so fucked up now, it's yeah. because of a chop from the big show. Big show. He fucked him up. He fucked up <laughs> yep. his chest. hundred percent. He said it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck. Good one to watch. I got to hear PWG mm-hmm. Busk, Busk in Glory. Walter versus Sammy Guevara. Um, in, in the fight. Fuck, I want to find the, the good one, man. The full fight. If I can find the full fight, I'll put it. Fuck, Gunther has fought really good people to be honest. Yeah, he's, he's fought yeah, some he's amazing gun, people. Yeah. Fuck, you know, yeah. Man, fought really good people. All over the world. 100%. That's, that's people that he goes here. Um, great recommendation, bro. I fucking loved it. Fucking love it. So how are you going to call it so I can change your name now? I'm going to, you know what? Uh, Wrestling's Multiverse. Wrestling Multiverse. <laughs> I'm going to change it on the, on the, on the YouTube channel. Now, so people, if you know, you got the YouTube channel, we put in some shots uh, from now and then. We had the predictions for WrestleMania. We were so sorry, SummerSlam, we had him in there. Um, so people can, can see it. Um, but Renzo Multiverse. 
yeah. are going to put in the wrestling so Don't worry, I'll bring you more great matches like that uh, throughout the weeks. I'm going to put Renzo wrestling bursts. Yeah, I like that. The Renzo's, Renzo's, again, fuck, it's in English now, fuck me. Renzo's, <laughs> I'm going to put the S at the end. English. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fuck, I don't remember this fucking... Oh, I gotta change the description to in English. <laughs> fuck. Ah, oh, man, so much shit to do. Sometimes I forget. Anyways, what would this week have in... We get into the end of Lucha HP. Fuck SummerSlam. We one angry SummerSlam person. And two, the, yeah, we're okay with it. Pretty good match. Um, anything to say before we go, guys? Nah, Renzo, stay true, mate. Stay true to the product. Watch the product. Believe in the product. It, it, it's been nice to you for all these years. Believe Don't in the fall training. off the wagon, mate. I'll try, man. If I'll try. Uh, but look, <laughs> people can listen to us on, on Stitcher, on Fuck. Spotify, on iVox, on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Overcast. Go to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to us on Podbean and Podbay. So wherever you are, have a listen. Man, now that we switch to English, I forget to ask you for it. In Spanish, it's easy to do the transition, not forgetting English. I've got to find a way to do this transition to ask you for it. But yeah, um, like Ren said, you can listen to all of them. We're in all the platforms, we're in all the social media. We play, we got a YouTube channel. Uh, we are on um, Facebook, Instagram. We're constantly putting stuff. We're going to, it's slowly we're trying to get, be more active. We're trying to look for ways to be more active. So you can see our reels every single time, Ren. So every single time we got a new episode coming up. Renzo put some reels in there every now every now and then. Uh, we're gonna try to put all our predictions for the pay-per-views, whichever one it is. I think the next one is gonna be London, uh, all in in London. Mm-hmm. And then we got payback after that. So we're gonna be back to back uh pay-per-views. I think one after the other, if I'm not wrong. So we're gonna have back to back pay-per-views. Uh, so we're going to be putting the predictions in there. So people, uh, you can see our shorts and it's going to be on Instagram as well and Facebook. Um, we're not doing TikTok because we can't do TikTok, right? Let's we'll be honest. It's not for <laughs> us, uh, unfortunately. If we get someone... No, you know, <laughs> nah, man, uh, you, you don't want to see us dancing and doing stupid shit. <laughs> not, <laughs> it's, we're gonna, we we don't have that many people now. Fucking, it's going to be less people. We're going to get probably reported too. <laughs> so it's not, a, not, not the greatest idea to get TikTok. Uh, but we win some, and everything else. So with that said, uh, with the voice of violence, Marce, Simbra Sorrenzo, mi nombre Rodrigo, this was Lucha HSP. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.